The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Finish all your Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm out of the coma. That's <laughs> that's the good thing. The turkey coma uh-huh. is over. That's what it. That's what we were in last week when we decided it would be a great idea, since we're both free and flying solo on Thanksgiving. Let's go in and we'll record an issue of the podcast. That an episode. That's that, that's a great idea. It was the week before <laughs> until the night of. I just stared at my phone. I don't know about you. Like, do I text him? I'll wait for him to text me. Uh, should I text him? Pretty soon it's 8 o'clock and I'm ready to go to bed. I was thinking about turning my phone off <laughs> just in case you texted me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get Because I, you know, I, I had, a, you know, the typical fixings, <laughs> the turkey, yeah. the mashed potatoes, the, the gravy, the scalp corn, the pie. And mm. I, I got home and I'm like... Man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Sweatpants time. <laughs> the intentional fall returns post Thanksgiving break. I did get some grief from a few loyal listeners. Like, what? You want to take the holiday off? And I said, Yeah. We couldn't help it. Bl- blame it on me. That's fine. Uh, I, I'll take as much though. I was on the couch, same as you. It's, I didn't want to get up and go do things. All right, this week we'll talk some NFL. We'll go around the league again. Yeah, we Bad- got a busy one today. Badger football, who cares where they're going to be bowling. Uh, the Bucks have kind of tailed off. We'll touch on that. College hoops in full swing. And our top five best or favorite playoff formats for sports. We'll run down all that on this week. We'll start with the Thanksgiving Day first place. Chicago Bears. Yeah, pretty exciting. So you, far. you don't you don't seem as jet like for as much as, as energy you put in as to hating on Packers and Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers, you don't put that same amount of energy into the excitement for your own team that's in first place and has a good chance to actually do something. And I I I wonder why that is. Because they could lose their next five games and go eight and eight and eight and not make the playoffs. I've seen this I saw this a couple years ago. I think they were nine and three, nine and four, and they lost out. I think it was Tressman's first year, maybe. Uh, still part of the Cutler era. So yep. I've seen this story before. Um, you know, Trubisky didn't play on Thursday. Don't really know what his deal is going forward. He said that if it was if originally said if that shoulder injury, if he could wait until Sunday, he might play. Yeah. Then Sunday passed, and Lowe may not play next week. So right, I don't, I don't how, know. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what's going on well, there. That's and, okay. You got Chase Daniel, right? I mean, that's great. I, I would, <laughs> I would say he's probably one of the five best backups in the league. I'd probably take him over Deshaun Kaiser at I mean, this point. He did Thursday exactly what you would hope your backup would do: come in the game. Don't turn it over and make three or four plays 
and put yourself in a position in the fourth quarter that you can win the game. And that's pretty much exactly what he did. Do I dare use the phrase game manager? Sure, you can. I mean, he didn't do anything outrageous. No. Didn't take too many shots. Nope. Took what was there. Yep. Handed the ball off. Let the defense do some work. Well, and and he's, he's a well-thought-of guy. Well, you know, he was in Philadelphia backing up Bradford. Born and raised, yeah. Um, you know, they they then when when Philadelphia figured out like the rest of America that Bradford was a joke, they got him out of there and they what, put they, Wentz in. They late to the party on that. Well, so, so were the Cardinals and the Rams, right? But, so they put Wentz in and they kept Daniel as the backup. Yeah. And then he ends up going to Kansas City, and when Nagy leaves Kansas City, he's he they, get him in, over they there. get into a little bit of a bidding war with the Chiefs for for him to be well, their backup. You so. know, if you got guys that have run your system and they yeah. can do that and be capable, I'm not going to depend on you to be the starter. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're somebody who knows that you know you you get in in a game due to injury and you won't crap your pants. Right, right. And uh, he did a good job. But you know the the story of that game was again the Bears defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they put a lot of pressure on Stafford, forced him into typical Stafford turnovers. Um, you know, they get the big pick six from Eddie Jackson down uh, oh, in the fourth quarter. He's good. And, uh, yeah, a very good player. Um, you know, three three division wins in 11 days for the Bears. Granted, two of them are against the Lions, who are it awful, matter. but it doesn't matter. They're you on win. the schedule. you got to right. play them twice. You, and- you beat your division guys that you're supposed to beat. And you and you were texting me that day, and I, I had just, I think, turned on the broadcast when the team said, this is the shortest prep that anybody has ever had for a game ever. Yeah. You play to play Sunday night, yeah. and then play the early, early game Thursday yeah. game. That's, I mean, that's where it's just like, don't give me this shit about caring about the players, right? That, I that, mean, come on, that, NFL. That ship seems to have sailed. That, that's a joke. You're, you know, you're embarrassing yourself by trying to promote this narrative that everybody with a brain knows is just not true. So we'll just eliminate the kickoffs. Go back to your, th- but then we're gonna add a Friday night game too, or something. Yeah. We'll add two more games to the schedule as well. Yeah. That that's gonna happen yeah. probably at some point. Good luck. So, all right. So, who do you got? What what are the five games that are left that they could possibly go zero and five on? Well, they got to go to the Giants Sunday. Um, okay, that's not a loss. You, you would think they could win that game, yeah. but you know who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, Rams, I believe, flex to Sunday night. Oh, the really? Fo- the following week. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Then in three weeks, the Packer game, which I'm praying to God is not flexed to Sunday night. But hopefully, if if the Packers are out of it, I can't imagine that it will be. But if for some reason people well, still think they're alive, you got Cardinals and Falcons as the, as the home games the next two weeks, so they could be there. They could win, but it doesn't mean that they're still alive. Right. Um, and then you got at San Francisco, at Minnesota uh, to end the season. So you would you look at it and you go, you should beat the Giants. Should beat the 49ers. If they win those two games, they're at 10 wins. That probably gets you in the playoffs. It probably mm-hmm. wins the division. And then if you can win one of the Ram, Packer, or Viking games, I think you'd be feeling pretty good about yourself. I would pray, yeah, I would say that. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, this Bear team has had some games where they've put up huge numbers offensively. They've had a couple where they've really struggled. And, you know, it's kind of what happens when you have a young quarterback who's kind of learning on the fly. Um I still say the most concerning thing to me with this team is their run game. Um, I believe they only ran the ball 11 times on Thursday, uh, mm. seven for Howard, four for Cohen, um, and that's with a backup quarterback in yeah, there. Yeah, you would, you would need that number to like the, be almost tripled. The Kyle Long loss is huge for them. Um, you know, you, A lot of times in football you don't necessarily talk about the linemen, but 
Um, and I don't know that anybody would even say that Kyle Long's the best guard in football. I, you know, I don't get into all the ratings of that, but he's been a Pro Bowler. He's been a good player. Um, they definitely miss him on that right side of the line because whenever they had a, a third and short, they were typically running on his, side. his side. And um, you know, <laughs> since he's been out, they've had a lot of those plays that have been stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And I think. You know, and maybe rightfully so. If you're if you're Matt Nagy, you're kind of just going to abandon that part of your game plan, and you know maybe that turns into uh, you know the the short little screen throws to Cohen and that, that basically work as a as your running game. So well, we'll see what happens. How many teams have now? I mean, embraced that so much mm-hmm. that that's an effective part of your offense. They're they're too busy going downfield, and a linebacker can't get to the running back in time, or they completely forget about him because he stays into pass protect, and then just leaks out on one side, and he's wide open. Yeah. You see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So when when do you get to uh, bask in the glow of this bear season if you're if you're worried about reading the same story I think if or they seeing win, the same movie? If they win Sunday and they're 9-3, and three, I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Okay. Because then you got four games left, and if you just look at the breakdown of the NFC right now, um, 10 wins is going to get in. There's also no that division seems to be wide open except for the Rams. I mean, the NFC or, 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 or the the conference if you yeah. get if you get in the playoffs. And the Saints. You know. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I think Chicago is clearly I think the Saints and the Rams, Rams. are head and shoulders above everybody yeah. else okay. and then the Bears are the best of the rest Doesn't if you mean will. Good defense can't come in. Yeah, I, you never know. I think the I think a good grade about how Chicago could potentially do against those two teams will come in two weeks. For sure. And, and that will be, okay, so what are we looking at when we get to the playoffs when we got to play one of these caliber teams? Yeah. Are we going to get smoked? We're going to have a chance. And I hope Cause, from... Because you're going to play at their place. Yes. And I hope from the Bears' standpoint that they have most of their guys going that night. You know, uh, I, 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 I don't believe Long will be back this year. Uh-huh. If he is, it might not be to the playoffs. But you got to have Trubisky back. You hope all your wide receivers are active. I know Allen Robinson's had some leg issues, but... Um, that would at least give you a, a kind of a like you said a gauge of where yep, you're at for sure. Um, going into the playoffs, so all right, um, one more week, one more week, and then uh, you might see me with some pom poms. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, as far as the Packers are concerned, uh, you have more invested in that and questions in that, and I just I'm I'm kind of disconnecting myself from. Being invested. Well, in the you're whole a little bit of a front runner, next. self self described. Excuse so, me. You know, you don't like to invest yourself too much. In, I, I'm just not going to waste my time. I, I'm not going to celebrate the victories. I'm not going to get too down about the losses. It's just going to be passively going by me at this point. Well, you obviously watched until you had to hit the hit yep. the sack for work. Yep. You watched the first half, and I and and I mean, I went to bed when it was the same thing as the last time. Pretty dead even. Going to bed, okay, I could wake up, I could see a victory on my cell phone when I, you know, clicked over, or I could see a loss. I, It was going to go either way. And then when you read about the breakdowns and you see some of the plays and some of the nonverbals and the body language, and and you hear about things, and I told you the next day, it's simple fact is they got outplayed. Yeah, that, well. That's all it was. Vikings are better. They are better. Yeah. They are better. A lot of teams are better. And I mean, I think the Packers... You know, we talked about it before the season started, and we disagreed a little bit about it. I, I just don't think their roster is very good. I, I, Collinsworth said it. He said something very interesting during the game, and we've talked about it a little bit. Rodgers took the max contract, mm-hmm. which he one hundred percent deserved and is entitled to do. 
But when you do that, as we've also talked about, it limits your flexibility to um, maximize other positions. Yes, Collinsworth stated the other night, they have 12 active rookies on Sunday night mm-hmm. playing in that game. 12. That's what happens when you pay a quarterback $35 million a year. You, and that, you that hasn't even kicked in no, yet, though. You, you can't field other positions, and then you, you trade a guy like Clinton Dix, and whether you like ha-ha Clinton Dix or not, you think he's a long-term player for your team, the bottom line is, guy's one of the 10 best safeties in football, and you gave him away for nothing in the middle of a season that you're supposedly trying to make the playoffs. Right. You you basically hurt your team for the last half that, of that the year. Was a, that was a, uh old-school Milwaukee Brewer financial decision. That's, that yeah, was a pre-Atanasio yep. Brewer-type mm-hmm. trade. We're going to trade Jeff Cirillo we can't just, sign just him, because. And we're going to get something in, in exchange for him yep. because we can now, because if we wait too long, we yeah. won't. Might be a bag of socks and, and some and some batting donuts, but it's better <laughs> than watching him leave on his own. Oh, good. It's just a terrible good philosophy. Bring up Jeff Cirillo. All right. You know what? I, don't you agree? Though it's a bad philosophy. Well, it depends if you're actually trying to win, and it depends who you trade. I don't necessarily disagree with the philosophy, but a guy of that caliber, and if you've preached that you want to be competitive and you want to reach the Super Bowl, how is trading that guy helping you accomplish those goals? Well, and you already like, have no depth, right? That, right, and the return is non guaranteed because it, it's one of your your favorite. Uh, you know, I don't live in. Uh, what's the phrase that you always pull on me? I don't. Uh, I I live in absolutes. I don't live in possibilities. For for so if you get a draft pick for that, okay, great. How you you don't know well, if that it's just all of, all a draft out? pick is, is right. a scratch off ticket. Exactly, you might win a million bucks. You might win a dollar. You might so not win. You might not win anything. So so yeah. well, and the thing with the with the Clinton Dix trade too is it's like it's not like they're going to go out this off season and sign the top rated safety at right. the free agent market. No. So, again, you're banking on this draft and develop philosophy, which really, for the last five or six years, is not produced for you. Not so, good. Not um, good. Um, and, they, and and as you noted, they, they haven't been good in the second half for whatever reason. It's very and odd. McCarthy said it um, in his Monday press conference. He said the Packers have been very poor at adjusting to other teams making adjustments. And to me, that's not on the players. That's the coaches, more or less. Yeah. Like if you're if you're seeing what they're doing and you can't you can't put your players in the right positions to combat that, then what are you doing? But that's one of those things too that you kind of have to scratch your head at because it's like, well, did McCarthy get stupider? Because four and five years ago, this wasn't a problem. No, he didn't like forget how to coach. So, so there's something off whether this new young crop of guys is not taking his his words and translating him or something's getting lost in translation between the coach and the player and for whatever reason this year they they have not been able to figure it out. Um they can't win a road game. What what did they say the other day? I think in Aaron Rodgers' last 10 road games, he's 1 in 9. Okay. I mean, so I don't. That's odd. Very. Um, and I, 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 I'm not a fan of the. Like, I thought it was a legitimate question a couple of weeks ago when the reporter after the uh, after the sea was it the Seahawks game? Was that was that? Yeah, just the one where Demosky asked him something about like, is it is the season over? And or he something goes, like that? Well, "What kind of a question is that?" And Demosky said right back to him, 
You haven't won on the road. Right. If you can't win on the road, you're not going to make the playoffs. And even if you do, somehow you're going to have to win, and then you're going to play more road games. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, that's a legitimate argument. Now, what do you expect Rodgers to say? No, the season's over. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to say that. But I thought just the incredulousness of that was well, kind of uncalled for. Well, that's because that's kind of your boy in a nutshell, though. I mean, <laughs> that's what he does. Well, they can't. I mean, I what, what are they? I think Michael told me today that they're 14-point favorites over the Cardinals, <laughs> Yeah, which speaks more to me of how bad the Cardinals are than what, what the current state of the Packers the is. The Cardinals threw the ball four times in the second half the other day. Are you serious? Four times. And, the, why, and why, they were getting crushed. But at that at that point, it's like, why are you even playing Josh Rosen? Like, what? why are you going to play him well, if you're not going to play him? I saw a poll today, and that, that'll come up. Is if the Packers are out of the playoffs and they're eliminated, do you play your franchise quarterback for the rest of the year? Yes. You do. Well, you at least play him until probably the last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I All mean, right. you, you have to work to get paid. Oh. It's just the way the world oh, is. He's going to get guaranteed money regardless. So, get but hurt but, if, but if, if you're my quarterback and I'm oh, paying you. I want you out there. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're playing. I mean, as much as I want to, you know. A better draft position with extra losses. Yeah, you don't think the Packer organization wants to go to Chicago and whip the Bears? Oh, absolutely. You know, you so, want a star on that schedule? For sure. I mean, it's, for even sure. if you don't make the playoffs, you can point to that. Let's jump so, to this. This, okay. this was, as I've well documented, I'm not a stats guy. I mean, look, stats are what they are, but I don't. They're not the Bible, right? But I found this. Shocking okay. when I saw it the other day. So I, I I put it down on our sheet here. So in the two Packer Viking games, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is forty seven for seventy, about sixty five percent, which is actually above his season average. That's pretty good. Four hundred and eighty yards passing, two touchdowns, and no picks. That's in two games. That to me screams efficiency. And, it, and it doesn't pretty scream, mediocre though. It pretty mediocre. Oh, completely yeah. dominating. You didn't turn the ball over. Yep. You didn't put up any obscene numbers. Maybe you gave your chance to win, but to me, those are game manager numbers. Totally. On the on the flip side, Cousins, who I still don't think is anything more than an average quarterback, sixty four for eighty six, about seventy four percent, seven hundred and sixty seven yards, seven touchdowns, and one pick. So no. he's thrown for that's good. Almost three hundred more yards mm-hmm. and five more touchdowns in two games than Rodgers. That's shocking. That is a shocking stat. What's the deal with with Rodgers this year? Do you think? I mean, because his numbers aren't obscene. He he's missed uh, the throwaways. His numbers efficiency wise are great because he's not turning the ball over. But at the same time, if if you're the the most prolific passer in the league, you got to be. Putting the ball in the end zone. Well, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt if you want to say the first three-plus games that the knee was bugging him. That's fair. Um, but this kind of leads into something else that I've I've been watching a lot of stuff this week and listening to some other podcasts and, and talking about Rodgers and a lot of comparisons to Favre this week. Um, yeah. And one of the things that's interesting I was talking to my dad about, actually, is like... When when you watch Brett Favre in his heyday, and even though I wasn't a Packer fan, I grew up in Wisconsin. They were on every Sunday, so I watched the game. Kind of forced to. When you point. watched Favre and he played like crap, it was easy to to well, pick yeah. out the five things that he did where he 
threw across his body. He threw into triple coverage. He he was running and he fumbled. You know, you could always pick out the bad with Favre. And you at the end of the stat sheet, you'd see three or four yes, turnovers. It was very easy yeah. to see. Bad game. It, it, it's different with Rodgers. When Rodgers plays badly, you don't necessarily see it in the stats because you go, oh, wow, he was 28 for 40. Oh, wow, he didn't throw any picks. But it's like, well, yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't throw picks because he doesn't take chances. Right. That's why he leads the league in throwaways. Is he so afraid of turning the ball over well, now? I think that. Because he doesn't think that the defense will be able to do anything or he'll get it back. That's possible. I think that we are in an era now, though, of and this is across sports, where your statistics as an individual player matter way more than they ever have. So for Aaron Rodgers to be this guy that never turns the ball over and never throws picks, that's something, when his career is over, that's something that he can hang his hat on. So you think he's worried in these games now, even though he's got his guaranteed contract that'll take him to age 40, you think that he's worried about how his numbers are going to look in his legacy, and that is trumping his will to step up his game enough to try and hundred percent win games. Hundred percent. I mean, if you're if you're him, and th- you know he knows this team isn't very good. Well, I'm sure, uh, he's not so, stupid. So why are you not trying to make more plays? That's my question. So if it's you know if it's third and nine. On your forty, and it's twenty-four to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Why in the world did you throw the ball away? Mm-mm. Throw it, I, throw, it throw it into nine guys. It's as good as a punt. It's it, 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 if and, you if you turn it over or it's a turnover on downs, who cares? Right. The only reason that you're not doing it is because you don't want the mark in the interception column on your I, resume. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I. Well, you're you're Mr. Positive. No, though. I am not. Dude, there are guys in all walks of sports that are very, very, very worried about their statistics. I just think that's a well. If if that's the case, that's pretty sad because the way I would look at it is he goes out there and he's thinking that. His chances of aiding the defense in being able to lose the game are greater than his ability on offense to try and win the game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like when his, it's, his it, mistakes are sure. more paramount than the risk reward for getting something possibly into the end zone. I get that if it's a tie game. But when you're constantly losing in the second half of these games and you're chasing you have to take risks or else you can't catch up. So if you're not willing to throw the ball into certain situations and, and double coverage or triple coverage, just hand the ball off then. Just turn around, hand the ball off, or take a knee. Does any of that conservative approach, not make mistakes approach, come from the coaching philosophy? Do you think McCarthy has said in his ear, What's he gonna don't do, turn the ball over? No, I'm I'm just asking. Whatever you do, don't turn the ball over. Because to me... Well, I think every coach says that. Though. Well, okay, but has it gotten to him now? You think Holmgren didn't tell Favre that? Well, you, hey, Brett, you think Favre Don't throw to off him. your back foot while being tackled by three guys <laughs> and throw across your body <laughs> into triple coverage. Don't do that, okay? And what does he do? Well, he does that's, it. that's, yeah, I think that's one end of the spectrum for sure. And but. I think Rodgers is the other end, though. The guy, and I thought it was one of his great qualities when he was in his prime and he was winning the MVPs, when he was having these 
45 touchdown, five interception seasons. That's phenom- Those are phenomenal numbers. That's an unbelievable touchdown to interception rate. But he's got like 17, 19 touchdowns this year in one pick, right. and you're four and six. It's like, dude, throw the ball. Right. If those numbers aren't translating to winning, if, then what? Then what? If you don't what trust, are you afraid of? If you don't trust Scanling and you don't trust St. Brown or whoever the hell they run out there, <laughs> then just start chucking the ball to, to Devontae Adams and have him try to play jump ball with these guys. I, I, I don't understand that. I just don't understand why it's week to week, since you're talking about Devontae, why both the coach and the quarterback both say they need to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers more. Uh, who, well, yeah, but but when you say that, who's, who's got that's, the ball? That's what I mean. The quarterback. What what are they what what are they intending with the plays? Where are the options going? First, second, third, and then ultimately who's in control? So then my follow up is, what are you gonna do about it? And so far, you know what the answer's been? Nothing. I think it was Kornheiser said it on his pod the other day. He's like, "What do, do the Packers not have audibles?" Like, if the play comes in from the sideline and it's a run play, Rodgers can change the play. Mm-hmm. So maybe then change the play. Or if it's a play that's going to a guy that you don't want to be the number one option, then change the play. How many times uh, can you get away with that when the coach calls something and Rodgers says, this is just stupid. What are we doing? But again, I mean, how many, are they, I is know, he really going to take him no, out? You're not, but... I just wouldn't would be curious about the balance of how often a play gets checked out of to something that the quarterback deems is better from where he sees it on the field. I would be curious to be about those numbers. Like but McCarthy calls the plays. How often does Rodgers get that in the huddle, get up to the line like, well, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna call something else. I would be curious about that. Yeah. I think it happens I think it does happen quite a bit in football, especially with the better players. I mean, Peyton Manning was doing it every play. He'd do right. it five times a play. Right. Um, but, you know, stuff like that, it's just, you know, it's head-scratching to me. It doesn't really make a lot of sense why Rodgers just seems, he seems to be content with playing this conservative style, and then when they get beat, complaining about playing the, the conservative, conservative style. style. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think that's, it's a little contradictive to me. That's fair. Uh, as far as the playoff route, obviously you have to win all five. You can't really afford... Uh, to have eight wins. Um, and you need four other teams to completely yeah, right. melt down. No, you need yeah. help because you don't have tiebreakers again in the division. You don't have tiebreaker against Minnesota. You lost to Washington earlier. You, wa- you lost to Seattle uh, out west. Um, and you're already behind Carolina, which after last week, I'm not sold on them at all. Yeah, but, but doesn't wasn't Philly's terrible. Didn't that seem like just a total Cam Newton game? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, you I watched I mean? a lot of it, and I was just like, You're just boy, like, this how, is how are they not up by two touchdowns? Yeah, so I'll tell you why. Because Cam's their quarterback, and he does stupid things. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doesn't mean he can't do that for the rest of the season. But the the likelihood of that, I I hear you, is yeah. not good. I just they they're a pretty they're a pretty good team. They got uh, a lot of talent. You have a question down here. Does it make sense for them to make the playoffs? I don't think so. Yeah, I would agree. I, would I agree. mean, if if you can come to the conclusion. That no matter what happens from here on out, save for a Super Bowl run and an appearance, that something is going to change philosophically, 
head coach, whatever, major change up there, just like the GM was last offseason, then it doesn't matter. Go ahead, win every game, fine. But if that's if change is predicated on them sucking for the rest of the season, then suck away. I'm fine with that. I don't care. It it, it doesn't matter because something something needs to happen. Michael and I were talking today. There was a somebody came out. I don't remember the article or who it was with a list of coaches, both at the college level, um, who are assistants uh, on other NFL teams or head coaches that are going to switch teams of who would be the hot guys. And, and there's some good names on there. I, I'm not. You know, crazy about any which one. I, I thought the name that Michael pointed out at the end of the list was completely fascinating because I would love to see what happens if that guy gets a head coaching job, Brett Bielema. <laughs> I mean, unless they've got a buffet on the sideline, I don't know how he would make it through the whole He's game. He's the coach of the water boy. I'm going to go get a hot dog. Guy wears a tent for a coat. <laughs> so... No, it doesn't make sense to make the playoffs. And honestly, I don't want to see him get a wild card, go to wherever, and then get trucked and be like, well, that was pointless. Yeah, well, and and (laughs) they're in this spot now, too, where like they're going to win Sunday because Arizona's a joke. Then you got Atlanta at home. And I mean, that's not necessarily winnable. No, but talk about a team that just seems to melt down at the the times. Careful of my Super Bowl pick. So let's say that the Packers win those two games and they're now 6 6 1 going into the Bear game, which I'm telling you right now, they're going to beat the Bears. Really? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Um, (laughs) So now you're 7 6 with two games left to go. I mean, and Mike McCarthy is, is coaching for his absolute life. I'm just saying, I'm with you 100%. The Packers would do themselves a huge service if they could get a top 10, top 8 pick. Yes. And and either revamp their old line if there's an old lineman to get, get a get a there's high-end a, there's a pass couple rusher, tackles there. There's a, this you know, this draft whatever, is loaded with pass whatever rushers. Whatever it may be, they, they they decide their need to be to get a top 10 caliber guy instead of the 26th guy, which is what they've been doing the last which several years. Which may or years. may not be a starter the right. year of or the year after. So I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you. My, right. I'm, I just asked the question because <laughs> the, because the Packers are just like, you can't kill them because of Rodgers. You can step on them and twist them under your shoe. <laughs> but for some reason, they just won't die. Yeah. And it's because Rodgers is a great player. I Said that right there when the, this morning on the air, I'd somebody asked, well, you know, what what do you think? And I said, it wouldn't surprise me if they're right there at the end and yeah. roll off five because just when you think they're dead, they do the Undertaker sit-up, yep. and you're like, whoa! The schedule's beneficial. They've got three home games yeah. to two road games. It's possible. And the two road games are not unwinnable. Correct. At all. Yep. The Jets and the Bears? Yeah. you kidding me? Well, you got to beat the Jets. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has got to beat a rookie quarterback or or the corpse of Josh McCown. I mean, <laughs> good God. All right. How the hell is that? Like, seriously, he was playing the other day, and they said something on TV. He's got, like, a 22-year-old daughter. Really? Yes. No way. He's still in the league. When did he have the kid? When he was 13? I don't I, know, I'm man. Myself. Like, Vinatieri, I, I'm hoping, I think he's 45 Okay. I really, really, really hope he plays till he's fifty. 
That would be awesome. Because I think Blanda was the oldest guy. I think he made was it to like it, 48. Blanda or was it Morton Anderson? Uh, that's it, one of those Anderson, two. Or was it even Gary Anderson? They were Both high those 40s. guys were right up there. I don't think anybody got to 50, though. Okay. I think that would be pretty sweet, though. I mean, I know he's a kicker, and they're not really athletes, but well, I'd still think it'd be pretty cool if you got really to 50. They're not really athletes. No, they're not. All right, go around the league is the the playoff oh, pick. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Well, you go go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I, I was just going to have you run down this the, as things start to get a little bit clear as far as the the top two, three, maybe even four seeds. Um, the AFC has a little bit bigger chunk at the top than the NFC does. A little more defined, I yeah. think. Yeah, they're they've got five, there's five teams in the AFC. I think that already we can pencil in. You got the Chiefs, the Patriots. Texans, Steelers, and Chargers. Um, Boy, the run by Houston's been awesome. But you know, it's 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 a little bit like the Bears, where it's like you look at it and you go, "Man, who the hell are they beating?" But it doesn't matter; they're beating NFL teams. Now they got something else to play for yeah. too, because their owner just died. Well, exactly. So, I mean, that's that you can you can't underestimate that end of it, and nobody can you know. Put a put a number on that, or you know, it's you just not something that you can well, marginalize. And as we've seen, it, it doesn't necessarily in football anymore. The best team doesn't necessarily win. It's a lot of times the hottest team. Yep. Um, you, for their sake, you just hope that they didn't peak too early. Um, but then you've got Baltimore and Indy at six and five. Indianapolis has really been on a tear. Start, it's been coming up. It's yep. great. It's great to see Luck back playing. I'm guys glad. Are, yes. Guys are really good player yep. and. There's there was a little talk today about that could be a destination for Le'Veon Bell next year, which I think would be amazing. That would help him. Um, and then after those two, you got Tennessee, Miami, Cincinnati, who is oh, done. Downward spiral. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton's done for the year. Yep. And then the Broncos are they're they're all yeah. kind of hanging around, but you can't bet on any. No, no, uh-uh. no. Um, and we talked about in the NFC the top two. It starts with the Saints and the Rams. <laughs> Uh, Chicago looking like the third best team, and then everybody at six and five. You're not really crazy about them going. At the the team that I guess I would trust the most in there would probably be the Seahawks. Isn't that something to say? It, that? it, it is, but to me, as much as I'm not a Russell Wilson guy, you just can't bet on him to go into one of those places and not play out of his mind. Well, this is the first year of Russell Wilson's career that I would. I would be comfortable saying I believe in him as a quarterback because they don't have that dominant defense that they can rely on and mm-hmm. they don't have the star at back in, in Lynch that they can rely on. So, you know, Wilson has had to – I mean, in that Carolina game, he won that game. Yes. In the Packer game, he was a large reason why they yep. won that game. Um, so, yeah, you got to give those guys credit. And But, uh, yeah, but you, won't, you wouldn't bet on the Cowboys, the oh, Redskins. Jesus. Or the Panthers when they get into the playoffs to go and win a bunch of road games. Um, I mean, Minnesota's there. Uh, Philly Their defense I'm, is getting better. Yeah, but but the, the offense. I mean, I don't know. Diggs, Rudolph, and Thielen. That's that's a pretty good three headed monster for for Cousins well, they to throw get, to. If they can get any kind of running game going. Right. You know, and Cook's been pretty good out of the backfield with Murray as well. So He's I mean, starting that's, to get a little yeah. healthier. So uh, I've I've completely checked out on Philadelphia, and the Packers are still not mathematically out. But I, I no. I think we can probably cross off the Redskins with the Alex Smith injury. I just that's true. I forgot about I, that. I, yes, I, they're still six and five, so they're in the mix. They're tied with Dallas for the East lead, but you know, Colt with McCoy five really games to go. I mean. Nah. 
Nope. Are you gonna? Are they gonna go four and one? I I just don't uh, th- see that, it. That division is again up for grabs. As much as the Redskins had it, yeah. Dallas seems pretty good. It doesn't look like Philly's gonna make a run, and the Giants are bad. So, oh yeah, that Philly game the other day. Oh my, against the Giants. Oh, not good. Well, I don't know what the hell happened to that team. I mean, they trade for Golden Tate, and they like they don't play him. And when they got him out there, it's like they have no idea what how to even use like. Why'd you trade for him? Right. You know? Nope. You, you've got a bunch of running backs who I've never heard of, and you trade for a wide receiver? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You, you mentioned this week it's the Cardinals and the Packers. Ticket prices are going down at Lambeau for the remaining home games. So if anybody wants to go, you could probably get them more affordable. Um, uh, the uh, Bears are at the Giants. Um, the Thursday game, I'll be interested to see whether Dallas really wants to go towards the playoffs or not because that's a statement game. It's at home against the Saints, um, and if Dallas really wants to do that, they can't afford to drop back to 6-6. Six and six. And it's unfortunate they got a team like the Saints, but if, you, you know, if you're know if you going to catch the Redskins, you got to start winning. Well, I think it's similar to the, Bear, uh, the upcoming Bear-Ram game. I think it's a good cha- opportunity for Dallas to kind of gauge themselves where they're at. New Orleans is hot. Dallas is hot. Um, playing in Dallas, they've got a very good defense. Their offense is starting to click a little bit now with Cooper. Um, they could get blown out. I wouldn't fall off the chair if they won, right? Um, but I, I, at least, um, at least, might get me to tune in for a couple of minutes on a Thursday night. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then the where, what the Packers need help with. We'll start with uh, Minnesota going to New England, and that would be that would be a little bit of a help. Um, for the Packers in that regard. Chargers are going to be down Melvin Gordon, but uh, Sunday night football at Pittsburgh, that's a tough game for uh, for Los Angeles coming mm-hmm. in. Very tough. Um, and then Monday night football, Washington and Philly. If the Redskins lose this game, I, I think you can pretty much mark them as completely well, done. Well, if, if, if Dallas loses and the Redskins lose, that means Philly won, they'd all be 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> I'd like to see a losing it, team I, win I, the division. This could be what the AFC South has been the last couple years, right. where you get yes. like the eight and eight yep. division winner. Yeah, that's that's about what you're looking at on that. Yeah. So, all right, Thursday night football starts with uh, the week with the uh, Saints and Dallas. Uh, we don't have to spend too much. Uh, we already spent like 38 minutes on the <laughs> NFL. Um, so it happens when you're not here for two weeks. You I get know. Wound up. We don't have to go into the into the Badgers. I, I watched. Pretty much all of that game, and you put it down on your bullet points, and that's what it was. The word is absolutely on point. It was embarrassing. It was flat out. This whole season has been a debacle for Wisconsin. Returning so many guys on offense, a prolific, you know, that's what they were. That's what they were touting: a prolific offense. We're going to score so many points. The defense is young, but they're going to get some stops. It's not going to matter because we're going to outscore any everybody by 20, 30, 40 points. You couldn't have been more wrong with that assessment on what's happened. And Jonathan Taylor's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else has been bad. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, do you do you look at the Badgers now? And are you a little worried about the the program going forward? Um, you've got several teams in the West who appear to be on the rise. And you've also got a program that seems very um, old-fashioned. Yeah. I, they, they, they looked... They didn't look this year like a modern 
college football team. Well, I'm not going to say that Barry Alvarez's team looked modern, but you know what? They beat the hell out of you. But that was 20 years ago. That's fine, but nothing has changed. And nothing has changed, but it didn't matter because you had better players running the same thing. To me, you've got just as good a guys. They're just not performing as well. They're just not. Something's wrong there. Maybe you're right. Maybe the guys aren't as good. I don't know. Um, but as far as the West, I'm not going to say Minnesota's up and coming with PJ Fleck. They've won three conference games. So one. So what if they beat the Axe? Big deal. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere, man. But he's been there for a couple years. I True. mean, this, this is, is his second this year. Is not exactly a big step in the right direction just think, by winning the rivalry. I game. would think that Nebraska is going to start playing and 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 competing better. You may. I mean, it I would depends think that if Purdue looks like they're second on half uptick. of the second half of the season. Nebraska's played very very well. You know, Northwestern's um, always a threat. Purdue started out well and has gone down. Northwestern mm-hmm. is going to be up and down because they, they've never proven. And I was always there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not I'm not really worried about anybody else competing in. Um, that division, I don't know. I, I don't know if you should mix something up. Is, I mean, is now is the same thing what we're looking at McCarthy in Green Bay, what Chris is now in, at, in Madison, whereas now you're just the old guy with the old school offense, conservative, conservative approach, not really mixing things up, dynamic guy. I mean, well, when, when I he was know, an man. offense coordinator, it was great. I mean, like when you watch some of these other teams, though, um, you know what the difference the is? The high quality teams. They, they've got a quarterback. Yes, but it's the chicken or the egg thing to me. You know, if I run a modern offense where I'm chucking the ball all over the field, do I get the quarterback or do I have to get the quarterback to then be able to run the modern offense and chuck it all over the field? Which is it? Which comes first? Yeah. You know, I mean, you could take a kid like Hornibrook and you can go, well, we're going to throw the ball 45 times a game. Okay, but he's not, that's not who he is. Right. So you have to go out and find that kid. But that kid in high school is sitting around the country going, well, I don't want to go to Wisconsin. Why would I go to Wisconsin? They only throw the ball 19 times. Right. They're, they're going to run the ball 40. I'd rather go to Ohio times. State or Michigan or Michigan State. So I I don't know well, I don't I, know how they fix that I don't think any quarterback that comes to Madison is thinking that the offensive scheme and philosophy is going to f- totally flip around and point to the coaches saying we got to throw the ball more well, w- w- with this kid uh, only if the coaches are going to make it a point to change what they're doing I mean this is kind of the same thing the Badger basketball program went through for years during the Dick Bennett and early Bo Ryan era they were looked at as this boring. 1950s pass the ball nine times before you shoot offense that people around the country are going, who the hell wants to play that way? <laughs> it wasn't until Ryan changed his offense midway through his tenure, got away from the old swing that they did at Platteville and started doing a lot more pick and roll stuff. They started getting better athletes. So I'm not saying the Badgers, as long as Barry Alvarez is there, they're going to run the football. It's just the way it is. It's that's, his foundational football belief, but they got to find a way to try to get some better athletes in there to at least make, make it a little more dangerous on the outside. And it's not just the quarterback because their wide receivers in that Minnesota game were a joke. Yeah. 
I mean, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. They missed Cephas a lot more than I think they had anticipated this year. And 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 I thought the group was going to be okay because Davis has made some spectacular mm-hmm. plays. I thought Kendrick and who was Pro- the kid last year uh, at the end of the year was it Taylor who played yeah, really AJ, well in the AJ bowl Taylor. Game? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was going to be good. Kendrick Pryor can freaking fly. Mm-hmm. You got Jack Dunn. You got Aaron Crookshanks. Granted, they're young guys. I think the lack of a proven tight end really hurt them yeah. this year. And Ferguson has come out, but he's only a freshman. But going forward, I think he, if he can be anything like a safety valve in in the absence of some of these wide receivers that are going to be able to get open, that's going to be great. But I also thought Cone and Hornybrook looked to the tight end position a little too much, which, see, which says that your wide receivers aren't getting open. True, yeah. And, and, and again, you know, that maybe we're not there. I don't know, but maybe that's kind of drilled into these guys' head that, you know, you're looking tight end, tight end, tight end because it's the safe play. Right. And, again, it goes back to that we can't turn the ball over. Um, yep. I was I think the most disappointing thing for me for the Badgers this year was their defense. Well, they lost a ton of guys. The defensive line is so young, so many injuries, no depth. The strongest uh, group is the linebackers. You had a ton of turnover in the secondary. I, I – I don't think I expected anything else from the defense. I really didn't. I thought the offense was going to make that a moot point. Yeah, I thought they were going to be in more track meets, and if anything, I just didn't. I just didn't foresee them getting shredded at home by offenses like Minnesota yep. and BYU and well. struggling against Purdue. And you know, I, when you don't have a lot up front, a lot of experience, um, a lot of depth. That hurts you everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they were a young, a lot of true friend redshirt freshmen having to be forced to play up front. That's not good in a conference like the Big Ten. It's just not. Paul Christ in trouble? No. Yeah, I don't think no, so. I don't think so. I um, heard a couple people talking about no, that. I'm like, dude, no. No. Alvarez is he worked way no. too hard to get him to yeah, come back no, there. He ain't getting ready. I'm not, not and, and I also don't year. care what bowl game they go to. I, I I really don't. I'll be interested to see the opponent, see how uncommon it is, if it's somebody that they don't usually get to play, which will make it okay, kind of interesting. And again, I said this on Twitter after the Minnesota game. I will watch every, probably every series, every snap of that bowl game. I'm going to watch it like a disappointed parent. They'll be playing on. I'm going to hate watching. They'll be it. playing in the in Yankee Stadium Ugh, on a Tuesday ball. night in the middle of December when we're sitting in the Sun Prairie gym calling a girls' game. That's when they'll be playing. <laughs> All right, go to the Bucks. You can basically take all this. We were at the Serve last week. Awesome building. Um, look really cool, man. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's a really nice facility to play in. Have they leveled off? A little? I mean, they started out like gangbusters, and now they're kind of almost around the 500 mark in their last 13 games. Well, a little bit. Um, they uh, they went on that West Coast road trip and uh, had a pretty good 2-2 two and two. Two and two, yep. uh, trip. Then came home, lost the first game of the homestand, um, looked extremely tired, just didn't have it. DiVincenzo got hurt in that game. Um, you know, ended up going four and two on the six game homestand, lost again to uh, Phoenix on Friday night in a game that they definitely should not have lost. Phoenix has the worst record in the league, but, you know, it's the NBA that happens once in a while. Um, didn't have DiVincenzo, didn't have Ursan. Henson's out until April with a broken wrist. So a yep. little banged up right now, a little, little shorthanded, especially up front, trying to both develop and rely on Thon Maker at the same time. Um, 
I'm about done with that experiment. I was just telling <laughs> somebody today that they're going to have to trade for a backup big um, with Henson out. Um, they just it, it, they I, they tried to play small ball the other night against Charlotte with Giannis playing center, and um, you can get away with that for a little bit. But at some point, you got it. You you really still need a big body down there to be a little bit of a rim protector. Um, so uh, they're they're fine. They're still second in the East. Yep. Um, you know they got a they got a very winnable next two games. They got the Bulls tonight. They're at the Knicks this weekend. Um, you should win both those games. You know we're a quarter of the way through the season. They're fourteen and six. They're on pace for sixty wins. Um, that's only happened twice, I believe, in franchise history. Yep. Um, so they're they're in a great spot. They just uh, got to get a little healthy. DiVincenzo came back last game. I think Ursan is going to play tonight. I'm hoping. Um, well, this is, Bulls team is just a dumpster fire. But they always play the Bucks oh, well. Why? Well, it's a rivalry. It just nice. is. You know, it's it's the it's the rivalry um, between these two teams. They they beat the Bucks twice in Milwaukee last year. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's just one of those right. things. So. Uh, but some weird stuff, just general NBA stuff that sure. I saw today. This has been maybe the strangest NBA season okay. I can remember. Say that. Why? Um, well, the L.A. Clippers, who do not have an all-star on their roster currently or will be this year, are currently the number one seed in the West, <laughs> which everybody said was Golden State, way, Houston. Way more top-heavy and, yeah. and better than the East. And L.A. Uh, and the Lakers were supposed to be the better team in town. Yes. Um, you've got Houston, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Utah all currently out of the playoffs. Uh, Houston had the most wins in the NBA last year. Right now they are second to last in the West at 9-10. and 10. Um, They've had some injuries. They lost a few key guys, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, Boston, who everybody basically was Gonna hand handing the East, the East yep. to, uh-huh. Uh, is 500. I remember, they won last night. I think they're now one game over 500. They're currently the number six seed in the East, and they are going through um, the uh, the too many guys on uh, one on one team issue okay. right now. Um, all that success those young guys had in the playoffs last year, Rozier when he yep. kicked the hell out of Bledsoe mm-hmm. and and Tatum and Jalen uh, Brown, he got all that minutes and all that freedom last year in the playoffs. Well, now Kyrie comes back who thinks it's his team, and now Gordon Hayward, Hayward coming yeah. off that mm-hmm. awful injury who they paid a ton of money to right. comes back, and now you have to find 75 to 80 minutes worth of game time for these two guys at everybody else's expense. So um, don't know if there's any pouting going on, but there's certainly been some adjusting to in- individual games. And you got the guys like, uh, like Rozier... You know he's in a contract year. He's a, he's a, coming off his rookie deal in a contract year, and he went from being a star in the playoffs, and now he's playing twelve minutes a night. That's tough to swallow, you know. Um, but the best thing so far this year is okay. the Bucks currently lead the NBA in scoring at one hundred and twenty-one yes. points per game. The last time they led the NBA in scoring, I'll let you guess oh, the pre- guess the president. I have no idea. Nixon. That's that was going to be my guess. Actually, early, I think seventy three, seventy two, <laughs> when they had Kareem and Oscar. Uh-huh. So you're talking what forty five yep. years? Well, Whew. long time, long time. So <laughs> well, enjoy this one, Bucks fans. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying these guys are going to win the right. title, but um, 
They've been very entertaining, and I mm-hmm. think they got a chance to do some pretty cool stuff this year. All right, let's roll through some uh, college hoops quick. Um, Marquette off to a good start. I mean, they played the Sisters of the Poor um, last night, mm-hmm. Charleston Southern, mm-hmm. uh, expected to win. But they, they, had, they had some pretty quality opponents. Um, I would say more so more quality opponents than the Badgers have had this year, even counting that tournament uh, in the Bahamas. You got Indiana, you got Kansas, and you got Louisville, and upcoming you got Kansas State on Saturday. So I mean that's yeah. that's pretty good to be sitting at a five and two mark. The Indiana game was a debacle. They just they, they might as well have stayed on the bus. Their doors got blown off as soon as that game started. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. Um, real close loss to Kansas, and that was in the preseason that was in NIT, the preseason, yep. NIT tip off or whatever it was. Um, yeah, played well. We're leading most of the game. Kansas went on a big run in the second half. Um, so no shame in losing that one, and then beat a very good Louisville team who last night yeah uh, beat yep. a very good Michigan Upset State Michigan team. State so overtime yeah that's a that's a nice win and yeah a couple games this week Kansas State they were in the Elite Eight last year um, were knocked off by Loyola <laughs> and um, then they got UTEP at home who you know they're they're not a great program but um, solid competitive. Um, so those are a couple good games. To Badgers see. off to a six and one start. They beat Stanford, and Oklahoma, lost to Virginia and the Bahamas. So you get second place in that tournament. I, yeah, and, and whether they're they're quality opponents, top tier opponents, you're still playing you know major conference yes, teams, and, and, which I think says something. And if, and for a team last year that basically has everybody back, not injured, more experienced. Those are pretty good wins for that team this early in the season. Well, and in college basketball, I mean, it's so hard to gauge these teams in in November. Um, I because I don't follow Stanford and Oklahoma, I don't know who graduated. I right. don't know what their freshman class looks like. I'm not sure if they got grad transfers that are trying to acclimate to the system. So um, these early season tournaments are they're great when you win because you can say, "God, we're good." Right. But if if it's like, who are you playing? When are you playing them? Where are you playing them? Um, not taking anything away from Marquette or uh, or the Badgers on that regard at all. You you, you play who you play, but mm-hmm. um, it's just it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Right. Uh, you got the Big Ten uh, opener at Iowa, and the Hawkeyes are low teens ranked. I think they're 14th um, as of right now. You got Rutgers coming up as well. Um, and you were a, you were a huge fan of the uh, of the game uh, last night against NC State. Yeah, it's super super fun to watch. Uh, guys just fall down. I I, lo- I thought I was watching a soccer match. Neymar Davison out there just <laughs> flopping around like a fish out of water. That's that's loads of fun. Oh man, I I, I kind of um, I mean I I guess I don't have the basketball acumen to. I'll put it to you this way. Right. I'll put it to you this way. As somebody who was fortunate enough to play in college. Mm-hmm. No one, players do not respect that. Really? No. Okay. No. Players do not respect other players that flop. They just don't. I mean, you can tell me all the things you want. Oh, he's taking one for the team. He'll do anything to win. Are any that, of the that, five? That's fine. He got he got five charges yeah. called on him. I would say I think two Are, two of them were legit. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So, but the problem is when you fall down all the time, and this is this is not a. This I'm not ripping Brad Davison. This is something the Badgers have done for years. Show Walter was a flopper. Brian Butch was a flopper. Gasser was a flopper. Krabinoff was a flopper. You can go down the line 
all the way back to the Dick Bennett era. Uh-huh. This is just something that they do. Duke popularized this in the late 90s with Wojo and some of those guys. And the whole slapping the floor yep. and all that <clears throat> crap that doesn't mean anything about anything. It's for it's for ESPN to drool, drool over. over. Right, yes. The Badgers have kind of adopted a little bit of that mentality. Um, them and Duke, they are the flop kings. It's, it's just is what it is, man. I'm sorry, Badger fans, if you don't like it, but Flop University is here to stay at the Flop Center in Madison. And you know what? That's why every it seems like every March you have to complain about not getting calls in the tournament because, you know, referees in other leagues don't they don't call that crap. The flop center. So I like it. Yeah. All right. And, and when Marquette plays them in two weeks, yes. I fully expect full on flopping. Three guys in Marquette to fall out. Because of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. We haven't had a top five in, uh, I don't think it's been a, I mean, we didn't have one two weeks ago, and then we had off last week. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, top five, we had a, not really a spirited discussion, but how we can come up with, what's the best playoff format out there that you like? And it's it, it, it depends on a variety of things, because you can have... The different leagues and the different organizations try to accomplish different things. Like some don't even care whether it's a true measure of finding a champion or not. Some of them go to great lengths to make sure there's no question anymore. This is the best team, and here's why: because they had to beat all these guys in a number of ball games, mm-hmm. and this is the this is the grand champion. I started thinking about this when I was running this down. I can't even. Imagine the days of college football when they didn't have a national championship. It was just on the pole. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? And if teams finished undefeated and you had two at the top, you're going to split the national championship. That would have been maddening. The one that pops out to me right away is the 97 Michigan one. Yeah. They had Charles Woodson who yep. won the Heisman. They yep. had Greasy was the quarterback. They kicked the hell out of everybody, and they tied with Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, oh, we're the national. No, we're the national. Well, you know what? Do something about it. Go play each other. <laughs> Remember, what was the one... Early two thousands, where USC won like the BCS, and oh, somebody yes, else, yes, somebody yes. else won the AP. Yes, oh. which was which was just kind of it, as much of a debacle as it is now. That was just a joke right. and, back and, then. And, it, and it's funny that you get so much complaining about the BCS and now expand the college football playoff because you don't include it. Like you don't even realize how far it's come from oh, that. God. Where you couldn't even lay claim to anything because nothing was official. Right. It's just, no, I am. No, I am. Well, then let's settle it. Hey, why don't we do this thing about it? seems like there were a lot of co-champions when we were kids. I remember, I think there was a Notre Dame-Colorado co-champion. I believe Miami split with somebody in the 90s. Um, You had the Michigan one we just talked Mm -hmm. about. You had the USC one. So... Um, thankfully, that's not going to happen well, anymore, but it ain't a hell of a lot better. And that's so. the reason why that is my fifth playoff format. I like the bowl games only because I like football, and I like watching you know, five or six or seven college games in the middle of the week in December, whether they are good teams or not. It's my last gasp of football before it goes away for six months. That's all it is. As far as figuring out who the best is, the top four teams, sorry, doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut it. I don't know what the answer is. You can start with eight. You could probably go to 16. That would be a fair shake to me, but it 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 solves to me almost nothing of telling me who the best team is. 
That's all. Sure. Number so five. you you don't have a fix. You don't have an idea of what you would do if you were not the really. Commissioner. I mean, I mean, it, it would st- to me it would be a lot of trial and error. Let's try this, and then we'll try and improve on it. If that doesn't work, we'll go back and try go in, in a different direction. But it it needs to constantly evolve if you really want to solve the problem of figuring out who the best team is. And right now, they just don't care because the money is flowing in. You know, they don't want to include anybody else. We got this thing all nice and packaged up and perfect the way we want it. No matter how many people bitch and scream and yell that they're not included. Okay, but are you in this? Why? To make money or to figure out who the best team is? Clearly, it's about the greenbacks. Yeah, I. I uh, it's just really boring. Well, you, you've said that the last couple of years. Great, I get to watch Alabama and Georgia and Clemson again. Yeah, it's, the, it's the same six or seven yeah. teams every year fighting for four spots. I mean, that would be like, imagine if in NCAA basketball, every year the Final Four was Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, and <laughs> Kansas. Kansas. Every year. Right. Who At some point, you're going to be like, well, this is dumb. I don't want to watch this anymore. See? My, my, my quick fix... Just one thing that I would do, I would eliminate all conference championship games right across the board immediately. Okay. They they mean nothing. Mm-hmm. All they do is screw things up further. Right. If Clemson somehow loses to Pitt, first of all, who the hell is watching that game if they don't go to Clemson or Pitt? If they somehow lose that game, now you've got a complete crap fest. Yep. At the top of who's going to. And, and they say, oh, the NCAA wants that. It's like, why would they want no, that? No, they don't. They don't want that. No, they don't. They want everybody to have a nice run-the-table, win-your-conference championship so there's no argument about who gets into the top four. Northwestern against Ohio State, could that game mean anything less? I mean, who cares? Well, it's going to mean a lot to Ohio State to win the conference championship and have an argument to try and get there. I I understand for for the... the to Final me, four purposes, the, but. The, the best part would be having Northwestern win the game to throw an even bigger wrench into the problem there. Sure. Um, I'll go. I'll let you do your 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 bottom two, but you talked about the NCAA tournament and how boring that was. That's my number four because it's the most exciting couple of weeks in sports, in my opinion, for, for postseason play. It's phenomenal. I'm not a big basketball guy. I am glued to my television watching the stuff. But it doesn't solve who your best team is, right? Because it's a one and done. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And to me, I want to know who the best is. It doesn't solve that. It doesn't take away from the excitement level, but it doesn't solve who the best is, and that's what I'm out for. Well, by that logic, you should only watch one week of college football. Then that's why I listed it below Cause that. Because you, you know Alabama. I listed best. that below that. <laughs> all right, number so, five. Go ahead. Number five for me. I got NHL. <laughs> Uh, And I watch zero NHL games during the regular season, and I watch very little of the NHL in the playoffs. But what I do watch, and sometimes you get sucked into it, it can be very exciting. Um, A lot of drama, Mm -hmm. and those guys are pretty much balls to the wall from the get-go. So um, that's number five. Number four for me is uh, Major League Baseball. Okay. Um, Obviously, it's super exciting when the Brewers are in it. Um, but when they're not in it, I don't really find myself watching a lot. I'm not going to sit down and watch a 12 inning Cub National game on a Tuesday <laughs> night. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to watch. Even this year, I didn't watch much of the American League. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't love the format. I'm not a big fan of the second wild card. I get it. I'm not a huge fan of it though. Okay. Um, so that would be number four for me. All right, number three for me is the NBA. I think it's it's very well done in the in the first couple of rounds, and then it expand the series expand. Um, it's not as long as Major League Baseball is, 
But at the same time, the last couple of years, the dramatics just haven't really been there. Yeah. To, for, to rope somebody yep. like me that's not a basketball guy. 100% agree. I, I want to go in and I want to be like, okay, I want some excitement. I want some surprises. And as you have generally told me, it's pretty predictable going in of who's going to do what. You, well, you get a surprise here and there. Somebody may upset in a series, yeah, but then they're just going to get their doors blown off in, in the next one because they're going to face a tougher seed. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll watch and I do watch a little bit, but it's nothing that'll make sure it's appointment viewing for me. Uh, number three for me, I got the NCAA basketball tournament. Okay. Um, used to be my number one. Um, has dropped down to number three. Um, just basically the quality of play has dropped off considerably in, that the, in the last 10 years. Too much inclusion of like mid-majors, them going no, no, on no. a run? Uh, too, not enough good players, Okay, in my opinion. Um, all the good players leave after one year. Um, a lot of these teams, um, they get so loaded with freshmen that – it's just they they like teams like Kentucky, um, they get into the NCAA tournament and they kind of overwhelm you with talent, but it's not very good basketball. Um, it's one of the reasons why the Badgers beat them in the Final Four a couple years ago. The Badgers played better basketball. Kentucky had oodles of talent, um, but the the quality of play just isn't what it used to be, and. Um, you know, and and they've they've watered that down a little bit too with some of the expansion and playing the first four before. Mm. Yeah, like why? Yeah, money. That's all. My number two is Major League Baseball. Pretty much for the for the reason that you by by the time you finish 162 games, you're tired, mm-hmm. and for the season to go on another two months, that's a long time. Month well, and a half. it's not that. Yeah, well, it's I mean, about a month. It, it's a month. Yeah, sometimes it can stretch in a month and a half if everybody goes the length of the series. It's just like. Oh man, we got two days in between games. You got a travel day here. You got to, like okay. I mean, I, and I bet the players are tired too. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just too long for me. It just is. But they go like like I mentioned. They go to great lengths. We're gonna do the best of this series. We're gonna do the best of this series. Shouldn't be a question of who's the best by the time the whole thing's done. They th- that is very well packaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two for me is the NFL. Um. They do a good job. They've got the right amount of teams that make the playoffs. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl is fun, and uh, unlike when we were kids, the Super Bowls now are usually the craziest game of the year. When we were growing up, it was kind of like uh, usually it was a blowout. Frankly, the NFC, whatever NFC team got in there, beat the hell out, out of, of the either AFC. the Bills or the Broncos. I, I remember the Forty ers just absolutely just pounding the Chargers. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was like, why am I even watching this? Yep, yep. So. Um, yeah, that's number two. I'm for me. My, the NFL is my number one, just mm-hmm. for for all the, the the big Super Bowl, the NFL, the NFL Wild Card weekends and Championship weekends are destination viewing for me. That's on the weekend. You're in front of your TV because just the do or die mentality of it is just so captivating to me. Just as a football fan, and then when you get the Super Bowl, there's no other event where you basically throw a party for the last game of any of of any sport. You know, you, you're not throwing a master's party or uh, like a day. Well, some people throw Daytona parties, but not generally in the northern half of the country. Not if um, they have all their teeth either. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? The Super Bowl is is a day that we all set aside. And quite honestly, I'm surprised it's not a national holiday. So you don't have to show up to work on Monday. Well, it probably is for bags. Good one. Good, good <laughs> I like that. All right. Number one for me, of course, is the NBA. Yeah. Um, I, I love the system. Some people complain that there's too many teams that make it. Um, I do like it, uh, the way it's set up. 
There have been eight versus one seeds upsets, especially recently. Um, it's very fun because you get to you get into the matchups, and the NBA is such a star league. It's a lot of fun to watch in a seven game series. You know, LeBron go against a Giannis, something like that. Um, and I like the fact that ninety five out of a hundred times the best team wins. And um, at, at the professional level, that's really what I want to see. I want to see the stars perform at the highest level on the best teams. And um, as boring as the last four years have been, <laughs> um, it's nice that it appears this year we're going to get some new blood in there. Let's hope. Um, I still think Golden State will right their ship and, and make the finals. They just have too much talent. But, um, you know, who they play to get there and what happens in the East is uh, is up for grabs. Oh, man. We ran through a lot. Yeah, That's what well, happens when you take a week that's off. right. Sorry, folks. Oh, yeah. No more turkey for me. No apologies Until next necessary. year. <laughs> that's the intentional foul for this week. Appreciate your download, your listen. You can subscribe wherever podcasts are found. We will explore the NFL picture a little bit more. We'll find out where the Badgers are going to be bowling. We'll run down some more college hoops and any major stories that happen to break between now and next week. Maybe we'll touch on those as well as the sporting world begins to thin out before spring training and it starts yeah we didn't even get into any of the hot stove stuff going Uh -uh. on in baseball so so we will do that and more when we come back next week again we appreciate you listening i'm josh dan thank you again have a good week go bucks